Living in a scientific age, we need citizens who know enough about science to make intelligent decisions about what they do. We've used science to, to prolong life, to increase security and happiness. But it can also be used for destruction. Are we going to use it constructively? It'll be up to you, and you too. I'm eager with anticipation about. Ni hao. Wailing lai mao. Wailing da. I I messed this up. Oh, hold <laughs> should on. I, should I cut this out? <laughs> no, no. Okay. Wailing lai dao. Woman da. Could be a boku. The Market Podcast. So, welcome to a, a special. <laughs> Chinese wow. version of uh, the Mark and Todd cast. That was pretty good. <laughs> uh, so I just returned from China for being there for two weeks, uh, doing some business and, and pleasure things over there. And I was able to... <laughs> <laughs> By the way, this is being played off a, a record player that we have here on the table. It, it seems like it's very loud. It, it is. <laughs> And and I didn't anticipate all the people screaming. So. so, so I don't know the details of this album, but I know some generalities. So I was able to come across a antique market, kind of a flea market, uh-huh. and I picked up five of these records. <gasps> and these records, oh wow, are, oh they're like flexi discs. They, they're very yeah. They're they're from the nineteen sixties. Oh wow, and they're. Yeah, be yeah, be very careful with them. Um, <laughs> Sorry, yeah, just freaking me out. Uh, <laughs> seeing how flexible they are. Well, perhaps I will hand them back to you then. Thank you. Don't I'm used to going through stuff at the bins where like it doesn't matter. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> so, uh, uh, in the midst of the um, cultural revolution in the 1960s with Mao Zedong, yeah, um, there were a lot. There were a lot of very traditional um, stories that were presented on uh, in video and movies and on records. And so the family would sit around and listen to these stories of like this poor agricultural farmer coming up, uh, you know, and, and doing the duties for the country and, and becoming prosperous and, and, uh, wow. and, and, and growing the country together as it's as like fairy tale community. propaganda. <laughs> yeah uh yeah and so it's these are really interesting and i was expecting just music and then all of a sudden this lady starts <laughs> yelling at me quote unquote and, singing yeah suddenly and, yoko ono shows up <laughs> exactly <laughs> and uh but uh, and so i'll have them trans i, I want to have one translated just yeah so oh, that would be interesting out, like, yeah and those are uh, like i said kind of flexi disc they're like what you see through there's yeah. red and blue ones and 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 uh, they're super super interesting yeah that's cool <clears throat> um and so let's um should we continue in the yeah in the show and tell yeah thing? yeah yeah okay we're going right to china we're going right to china I wish I had a sound clip of Trump saying China, but I don't think I do. <laughs> There's that mega, mega pack of him. 
of him saying China. China, 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 China. So you might want to close your computer so you can access a little bit. Okay. So these are not antique. These are brand new. Okay. Uh, So I've got two books here. Uh, One book and one scroll. And this scroll is a practice scroll. And this book is a practice it's like a, book. It's like a fancy gild, gold gilded leather. What, what material is that? That's really cool. Well, the material allows you. Oh, <gasps> I grabbed the wrong one. Oh, no. Uh, so, so you rolled out a scroll that kind of looks like it. Oh, you can you can write on it. In, it, in water. It looks like it's a bunch of grids and oh, it's like an al- a thing to practice letters on. Yeah, exactly. And so it's for. So this is like that thing when you see uh, in any movie that takes place uh, in that part in Asia where it's just like an old man painting one giant letter <laughs> for some reason. And I always like in my head, like, what would that look like if like just some American old man is just painting a big letter <laughs> A on something? We would have that guy committed. <laughs> so I know there's probably more to yes. the history of. <laughs> painting one yeah, big letter so the, so the cal- calligraphy and so many of the yeah what you see is one letter is one uh <laughs> one word and so sometimes they're like peace or tranquility or you know there'd be something like that right and uh these show the different strokes used in making letters and uh so this is a big scroll and the scroll is like 18 by four feet you know it's like okay 48 well how do you now that you wrote on it it's it's water and so it dries oh uh, okay because so when you yeah temporary. you use a, you use a little paintbrush in water and it turned it black <laughs> right in those in those squares and, so and so uh as it fades uh, as the water evaporates oh that's uh, really neat and, yeah so and it's like could, fancy gold on the outside and so that's my scroll and then this is my book okay same the letter forms too the oh, letter forms with what the words are uh, all written in Chinese, of course. Oh my gosh, and they have QR codes. QR codes next to each row. For and, and those to you can watch scan, you do the stroke. Scan will show you details about this character, uh, the making of the character, and what the word is. And it's on QQ, and I doubt you'll be able to open it, but you can try. No, I'm not. I just wanted to take oh. a uh, picture. Oh. I don't, yeah, I've never had one of those QR scanners on my. Uh, well, if you. So go ahead and take a picture of just the thing. Uh, uh, oh, is this, put is open your camera to it. Yeah, and then uh, your camera r- will recognize the QR. What's going on? I probably have that whatever that is turned off. Okay, so <laughs> mine says, "Do you want to open up this QR code?" And I do, and so then it goes to this URL, which ends up on Q- <laughs> QQ. And this is character number 41. And let's see if it'll open up a video. And that did it just from your phone? I, feel like, I feel like we're doing the Not Nerd podcast right now. <laughs> By the way, <laughs> while you're pulling that up, so you, were, uh, you flew in yester- yesterday, right? Yeah. Um, and so you were in an airplane when I f- found out that the, um, the new P- Mac PowerBooks only come with <laughs> a Thunderbolt thing. So the poor guys at Not Nerd... <laughs> Not only did Dave Baylor have to help me fix my computer, which for the first time in however long I've had it, the screen, like when I was working on digital trend stuff that has a deadline, Uh my whole screen went out and like it would not come back on and I borrowed a computer and then all my passwords are like just this big nonsense. And so 
later in the day, I took it to a church to meet Dave because he was working at a church and because he does the tech there. And um, I brought the laptop out and I opened it. And it's like the second I opened it, it was like it functioning fine. just fine. But he did help me uh, do a couple other things. So thanks to Dave. And uh, I had to unload. They got the torrent of emails that I usually direct at you. So I kind of feel bad for doing that for them. They give us nothing but free entertainment and a prize pack every now and then. And then they're on the, they're the awesome. receiving end of my meltdown. So so this book has so that's, yeah, that's more detail. QR code in there. Yeah. So this is my modern. So um, this trip, uh, as I, in my business, I help move uh, and, and sell uh, natural foods made in the United States into China. And so we're learning so much over there. And so the more I, uh, and I don't have any experience with China before this last year at this company. And um, I thought I could kind of get by without being functional in Mandarin. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was totally wrong. Uh, so I- And you were there for like a week by yourself as well. Yeah, uh, I was there. Th yeah, this trip I was there for just more than a week by myself. And <clears throat> it's, it's. I was trying to describe it to you earlier. Of like, I want to go sightseeing in Seattle. So I'm going to put tape over my mouth mm -hmm. and headphones on so I can't hear what anybody- is saying to me and I can't use words to tell them anything. Yeah. And wow. and I need to eat. Yeah. Right? And and like, okay, well I can I can get by with a vending machine and live in vending machines. Right. Or I can go into a restaurant that has pictures. That has pictures sometimes. <laughs> or sometimes they'll have pictures and all the words in, in Chinese. And uh, in a very few cases, they've got English underneath the, the phrase. I'm going to start a record over here. Yep. And, and so, <coughs> so I've been going through an audiobook series learning Chinese. And I always try to uh, explain to people when they'll ask what it's like to work with kids <coughs> on the autism spectrum and, and have different issues with either. Um, speaking or, or or expressing themselves um and it is that is the exact experience that they have that they don't they can't do Art. any of that translation in their head and right. like how frustrating that would be to live it's your incredible. entire life like that it's a, yeah. not being able to communicate the thing that you want and need to communicate to anyone yeah and it's um I'm naturally an introvert and I've had to learn skills to be extroverted. And this brings that whole to another level because yeah. you have to force yourself to interact uh, in the most uncomfortable circumstances and spending time in Italy and spending time in Europe and, and other places it's across the board uh, clerks in retail uh at stores like grocery stores and 7-eleven kind of kind of restaurant places uh especially outside of the united states tend to be just angry like snakes uh they just they're always 
overworked. They don't have that veneer of American kindness right. that makes not you have to force the social interaction at all. In and a they polite all, way. I just assume they hate me, and they 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 act like they do. <laughs> but I'm sure they're kind. They're, they're good people. I'm sure they're good people. Uh, but going to the grocery store, going to the mini marts are always just super frustrating. Uh, but restaurants, um, I find as long as you can come with a good attitude and patience and uh, translation apps you can work through it you know they they want customers yeah. uh, and if yeah. you are friendly and not just angry or mean or anything um, people will look out for you so I had an experience I took while I was in Beijing I took uh, public transit out to the Great Wall yeah. which was an experience just in <laughs> itself in the transit and then once up the Great Wall, walked up, to the, uh, took a ski lift up to the Great Wall, walked around there, took a toboggan <laughs> down. Um, here's a picture of me on a toboggan. Oh, my gosh. There you <coughs> are on the toboggan, like one of those Mount Hood sled things. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so on my public transportation trip, basically, I took the metro out to the edge of Beijing. And then you get on this regional bus that goes like two hours out of town. And on the buses, there's the bus driver, and then there's a conductor, and he's the guy that's in charge of the bus. He announces the next stop. He collects, makes sure that the money gets collected, makes sure that like law and order it is maintained on the bus, right? And he's in charge of the bus. And the bus I get on, there he just looks like a mean little <laughs> Chinese soldier, right? And I meet him at the door, and I, at this point, I know no Mandarin. I know, like, thank you and hello. Like, that's all I know. I don't know numbers. That's such a powerless <clears throat> feeling. It's terrible. It's terrible. And hello, it's terrible. Thank you. Hello. Thank you. Hello. Hello. Thank you. Thank you. I don't know numbers. And so, uh, and so. At least you have fingers for that. I have, we have fingers, you know. And so he goes. <laughs> he makes an X with his he fingers. He makes an X with his fingers. That's ten. <laughs> oh, Did you know that? No, I didn't either. <laughs> wow! How how did you connect those dots? I happen the app that I was on said that this bus was twelve quiet. It's, it's basically two dollars. Okay. Uh, uh, like a dollar fifty, and <clears throat> and so. As I'm getting on, he he recognizes that I have no language skills, <laughs> and this is a common thing in China uh, for Westerners. Yeah, so how they are used to they're very it. used to okay. us, and many are annoyed. Yeah, many are super friendly. So yeah. this guy, uh, he was working with me, so he gives an X, and then <laughs> like, okay, a, dr and, a drum beat a, a indicating drum beat plus two, plus two, right? <laughs> and and so I have. 12 and he just like points at this machine that has like card slots <laughs> and other things and just like do I twist it bop it boop it I, I don't know what I do here and there's like one tiny little slot in the top you're supposed to put the cash in so I put the cash in and, and you know and I say my thank you <laughs> so I sit down right and I've got my phone out he knows he knows the jig he knows what's going on and so 
we we get on the bus and we're we're going. You're just wearing a picture of the Great Wall <laughs> and keep pointing to that. <laughs> and so <laughs> stapled to my shirt. <laughs> pinned, and, <laughs> pinned to it next to your name. <laughs> and so uh on our way up, um he looks at my phone once just to make sure that um, he knows where I'm headed to. Sure, right? that's nice. And my map, of course, is in English, uh, so it has no Chinese characters on it. But he, he gets, he knows, he it gets it right. Yeah, uh, this is his route, and so the dark blue line is following the route. Um, right. And I'll have to say, Apple Maps to the rescue, Google Maps has since rescinded their transit functionality within China. Uh, it did work last August. Yeah. Uh, it does not work anymore at wow. all. Apple Maps works 100% of the time while I was there, and it was fantastic, on the nose, worked perfectly, nice. and saved my life. Nice. So uh, so I've got my Apple Maps open. Uh, he looks, he, he checks in, and, and he goes back to his like post. And then uh, maybe 10 minutes later, and we're, we're getting kind of close to the end of the route, and I'm checking in. He comes to me and he looks in my face at sternly and goes, "No, oh no, or, or with like, your finger, with wagging his finger, wagging at his you. finger." He didn't say the word "no." He said it in Chinese. Okay, uh, no, yet, right? right. <laughs> <laughs> Probably like, "boo yao," uh, and <clears throat> which means I don't want, uh, <laughs> do not want, do not want. <laughs> which is how they say no, um, and if you don't want something, so. Um, uh, Five seconds. <laughs> Ladies getting <laughs> excited again. Five seconds later, a Chinese man speaking English comes onto the bus, and and says in great English, "Oh, okay, it's time to get off the bus and come on my mini bus uh, up to the Great Wall. It, it's time wow. to go." Wow! Right. And so the bus driver was looking out for me and made sure that I didn't get the mini bus scam. And so the minibus oh. scam is you get on. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm buckling myself in <laughs> into the van, just giving them my credit card. <laughs> totally. <laughs> totally. And so many of those scams, and I've, I've, wow. I I read and, and watched a lot of these. Many many of them are not scams. They they will just charge you forty dollars to go up there, right? And, right. And it should be like two. Okay. Right? Uh, many of them are legit scams where. You'll get up there, and they're like, "Okay, that's five hundred dollars or two thousand dollars," and um, and then they have you. Right. You can't speak the language. If you go to the cops, the cops are in on the gig and get ten percent of whatever. And so they're like, "Yeah, you agreed to go on this minibus. The cost of the minibus is two thousand. Right. You have to pay the two thousand. So now you are screwed." And if you don't pay the two thousand, you go to a Chinese jail, wow. and and you're because you have committed fraud. You agreed to right. going on the bus. Man. You went on the bus, and so that is so scary to it's me. It's terrifying. It's terrifying. And, I literally do not have two thousand dollars. <laughs> exactly. I didn't. I would be it's, dead. Right. And so, um, so I didn't <laughs> didn't go out. I thanked. <laughs> Thank you to the bus driver, uh, the Good bus conductor. Thank you. <laughs> totally. Hello. Thank <laughs> you. Hello, 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 hello. <laughs> 
Timmy. <laughs> Timmy. I don't know why I'm giving you a Chinese <laughs> accent when you're saying hello and thank you, but it seems apt. Right. You're and, try you're trying to fit in. <laughs> and so um, Wow, that's so crazy. Yeah, and so overwhelmingly the majority of my interactions were so kind. If you approach it with a humility, good, <laughs> humility, patience, and and just kindness, and and just like lots of laughter, light laughter. Yeah. Like this is fun for us, right? Right. You know? <laughs> We're going through this together, and it's kind of fun. Uh, right. Right. Come on. Come on. Uh, we'll look back at this and laugh. Uh, <laughs> Uh, <laughs> thank you, <laughs> thank you. <Hello. laughs> so, uh, go to the Great Wall. I hope I remember to title this episode <laughs> that, but I might forget. <laughs> so, Great Wall was amazing. It was, oh, it was so cool. Was, took a ski lift. Is the it. Great Wall uniform in size, no matter where it is? I'm as far as like the the how wide it is. Um, it. I mean, I'm sure it varies in height I, from the ground, I'm, but I'm sure that it always seems like all the pictures look fairly. They look very very uh, similar. Maybe um, a little wider where a lot of tourists go. Right. Uh, there's sections that are totally demolished uh, and just rubble. There's sections wow, that wow. are fully restored and kind of brand new, if you will. Okay. Uh, I've never and, seen pictures of the rubble ones. Ooh, now yeah. I can open my computer yeah. in a second. And um, and the section I went to is called Mutianyu, and it was just really beautiful and not very populated yeah. with, with tourists. And so I, I mean, you were I, almost alone on there from the picture that you yeah that you yeah, sent. yeah very few people on there and um and kind of remote and so it's kind of hard to get to with public transit and and everything. But all in all, I spent about five U.S. dollars to to get and return from there. And then the uh, trip up to the top. Wow, and there everything. it is in, in yeah, ruins. Oh, yeah. That's crazy. You never, you never you, see that. You never see that. <laughs> and uh, it media was, secrecy in China. <laughs> it was about thirty-five U.S. dollars for the like the ticket on for the tourist activities of taking the ski lift up to the top and taking the toboggan to the right. to the bottom was all about forty dollar a day. That seems yeah, reasonable. Totally reasonable. And um, while we're doing this, let's have a little tea. Oh, that's right. <laughs> the tea. So you brought a little compressed pod of tea that I almost just ate <laughs> because I thought it was like a weird, a weird salted candy like they have in Holland. <laughs> but that was not the case. <coughs> so what this tea is called what? Do I have to smell it? Is there a nose? I don't know. Uh it's a pu'er tea, and so it's... And that's like a little tin. It's like a, a tin, and it comes with these tablets, and these tablets are compressed tea that... Um, hmm. Yeah. Um, so not super bitter. It's kind of smooth. You could put some sugar in here and everything. Um, so I'll show you what comes... It tastes sort of like if you would <laughs> wring the water through the, the rag that you just dusted with. It's... Kind of an earthy, <laughs> an earthy vibe to that tea. Okay, so this is a little tea cake that um, people in Shanghai will eat I do, many yeah. times. Shanghai. Shanghai. So this okay. goes with your tea. Oh, do I eat this part? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so 
the consistency is like chalk. <laughs> <laughs> like compressed as flour as it, <laughs> as it cements in your mouth <laughs> There is a little Ooh it's a kind of a peanut buttery Aftertaste once you kind of get through the paste Right <laughs> It's very yeah it's a very dense It's like an unleavened cookie Yes in ta- it, in with, with no binder Right, it, right. It's, it's just It's not terrible like I can see if there's Some next to me I would keep eating it Huh <laughs> That's that's good of you. <laughs> yeah. uh, I okay. wouldn't turn it away. At a, and then at I got house. Nick this oh. book. Ooh, nice. And this is a brand new book. It is. It has um, cards on the front. It is. Playing um, cards. Playing cards. This is Alice in Wonderland. Oh, wow. Uh, oh, neat. With those original illustrations. Yeah. And so the first half is in Mandarin and the second half is in English. Oh, nice. I was wondering because it is reading from left to right. Do they, yeah. Yeah. Do they read the other way? No. No. Left to right. Or you know some up, up ancient to, texts up to are down. top to down, top okay. top to bottom, and they do drive on the, on the same side, side of the road yeah, as as the ver- United States versus too. like Hong Kong as the other side of the street. Oh really? Yeah. So within the same country, they have different. Hong Kong's kind of an island, but yeah, kind of like is it? I know. England. I realized on the way here, I I was trying to picture like how long would it take you to get from Shanghai <laughs> to like uh, to Japan. To Tokyo um, or something like that. Like, how close are they? Uh, I flew over Tokyo uh, on the way here. I think uh, not far at all. Okay, not far at all. An hour. They don't have like a so channel, do they? No, they should totally get a channel. That's the best <laughs> word ever. <laughs> Reminds me of. Oh, okay. Let me put my tea down. You're gonna take the terry cloth towel off of <gasps> your collection of vintage Mao Zedong buttons. <laughs> buttons. So. Propaganda buttons. Oh, and they're such a cool color. They're like all bright red and gold. Yeah, they're these are really cool. So uh, I was looking for traditional uh, propaganda materials, you yeah. know, and and it's, so the loose ones over here came from one vendor that I saw on one day. And I think about 75% of these are authentic. I think about 25% okay. are probably reproductions. Replicas, okay. And they're all really cool to me. Um, like, but I think this one is this one's a tiny book called "The Selected Works of Mao Zedong." <laughs> yeah, so that was a little bubble over his head. Definitely a, tiny, a tiny reproduction. Book. Yeah, <laughs> it's in English. You know, it shows a little, <laughs> little English. That was your first giveaway, I guess. <laughs> uh, but yeah, this one seems chintzy enough that I would guess it's original. It's it's hard to say the but they all the, yeah they all feature his face like looking off into the distance and like people hailing him. Check this one out. Oh wow, it's like a puffy button. It's like a puffy plastic button. Man, so I remember those from the seventies. Yeah, yeah Is that him? I've yeah, never seen him so that's young. Mao is a he as looks, a boy. He's looking great. He's looking great. <laughs> so Mao is a boy. You know, he came from poverty and and is this uh, a true story or is this the like how would he? Um, I, I guess this is not time for a history of China. <laughs> yeah, right, so. I, and I don't know. Just look at the shiny buttons. Yeah. Um, okay, and then the second day I came back and I found that little flea market where uh, I found several things, including um, what was the first thing that we looked at? Oh, the records. The, the records. records. So I found the records. I found these other buttons, and uh, so I. Uh, bought a bunch and worked the price down by doing so and and uh, did all that nice uh, 
<laughs> and so I think those I'm are really gonna create neat. a little a little frame like a shadow box frame yeah. with with these in there. That'll look cool. Propaganda. Why is it that propaganda art is always like the the, the best art? <laughs> like that Soviet and China and Chinese propaganda style of art is just so great. And Christian church. <laughs> well, and the, yeah, and the Catholic church. Right. I mean, responsible for some of the greatest art in the history of the world. Riefenstahl, who did Triumph of the Will, like this groundbreaking woman director filmmaker that created some of the most iconic. Ooh, Snickers. Okay. So. <laughs> I say distracted by what's on the table now. So this is my little red book. So um, Mao, and I, I need to learn a lot more, but there's like the collected works of Mao, which is that, that button references the little red book. Okay. This isn't the little red book. But, and it's called is, the little red book. Right. It is called the little red okay. book. And... Um, uh Hang Shu <laughs> little red book. Thank you. And um this is poetry of Mao. Uh and so it's uh, a book from the nineteen sixties. It's also got the kind of puffy cover. Oh yeah. And if you open up the front, there's it's like a little girl's diary feels like with a kind of a nineteen sixties old yeah. old book uh there's little color plates in the front oh wow that are very like here's tens of thousands of people uh celebrating Praising. the the country and and all, all that and uh little pictures inside yeah so it's just a really the collected poetry of yeah he wrote my favorite sonnets <laughs> I don't know. He did not. <laughs> and then I also got an abacus. An abacus. I have never understood how abacai. I have no idea. Abacai work. Upcopities. Upcopities. Uh, so yeah, that's just. Yeah. And so this one's. Uh, now people can't still possibly use these, they do they? They absolutely do. Really? Yeah. Uh, and he, I was trying to get the price lower on this and he kept you kept trying to do the math on the abacus, and it wasn't working out for you. <laughs> he kept uh, saying something, and I could not. I and you just I kept did thank, not understand. Just kept what thanking he was him. I kept thanking him and saying hello. <laughs> and so he was saying this. <laughs> over and over, and I'm like. That's not doing anything for me. I don't know what that means. <laughs> not ticking means. any boxes, guy. And this this app that I have, I can press a button and they can speak into it. It records that wow. and translates that into English. That's amazing. Redwood. 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 Oh, this there is, we go. This That's is a made redwood. of redwood. Yeah, and so it's really good wood. Yeah, and uh, like a high quality. Yeah, and it's got like metal strapping. It looks like. Yeah, there's. Yeah, it's got little corners. metal edges and everything. It's super, super great. And I got it for like. And 10. so do people at the markets just like, not like who's using these? Probably like accountants. Uh, like oh, old, real, like old real school, job? old school guys. You know, in the little corner. Okay, sure. It's, it's probably like, like old school. Stuff. Yeah, it's probably like typing. Like you can type yeah. faster than you can whatever. You can right. do the abacus faster than you can right. punch it into a calculator. Exactly. And so, wow, that's super fascinating. One of these days, I'll figure out how to use the abacus. Yeah, we have an episode about the abacus. I know. We need an episode about Mao Zedong. Yes. Okay. 
Uh, now you these, have your Snickers. These are only available in China. Wow. Uh, I've looked for them outside. Uh, these are Szechuan pepper uh, oh. Snickers. Oh, my. And take some pictures of them. Yeah. I'll post uh, them. I've got more. Uh, I've got tons more stuff. So okay. this afternoon, you, me, Brian, you know, Piper and his wife, Sarah and Nicholas and my mom were getting together. And I, I spent about 60 bucks at the grocery store <laughs> and brought everything back in my luggage. Uh, I only went over by five kilos in my luggage allowance <laughs> and I had to... Is that a lot? Uh, like 10 pounds. And so I had to like... Did they have to bring out that like universal standard ball or whatever to like <laughs> no. to hang on the scale next <laughs> to your luggage? <laughs> so they... Polishing it and touching it with gloves. So I then uh, had to move things from the luggage into, into your carry-on. my carry-on, which sucked and all this stuff. So, um, so have you tried one of these? I yet? have, and okay. I I love them. Uh, Nick thinks they're a little too spicy for him, but he's super sensitive to spice. Okay, uh, but I think they're right. kind of Se- the per- wait. So Szechuan pepper, Szechuan pepper. Okay, yeah. The most ri- riveting part of our show is just listening <laughs> to chewing us cud. Chewing. <laughs> And I'm waiting for the peppery part to come. It's see, it's not like a ghost pepper. It definitely like has a little heat afterwards yeah. uh, that you taste after, um, and it's more of a lingering mouthfeel than like a burning sensation. Which it's is, almost like a fruit. Yeah, a yeah fruit I, I love Szechuan pepper, and I've never had it. We before. went to a Szechuan. All I noticed that embarrassing Szechuan sauce, Rick and Morty thing that happens that's the only thing i know about it is it a so it's a type of pepper it's a type of pepper okay szechuan pepper yeah so while that's while that's going on i have the grand finale oh wow let me take another sip of this tea old photo album so i found actually says photo album yeah actually says photo album this is a family's photo album starting in the 1950s going up until the early 90s. Wow. And, <clears throat> and is that Hong Kong on the front? It's like pictures of a city. I think it's so. like a port. And, it... and so there are pictures in here from Tiananmen Square from the 1950s and 1960s. Wow. Wouldn't it be crazy if there's like a different angle of of the bag guy that stood in front of the, t- <laughs> stood in front of the tank? <laughs> it's like never before seen. <laughs> Um, so this is kind of matriarch, so this is like of a, a bins find of, <laughs> of China. <laughs> totally. So this guy, um, is the, the matriarch of the family and patriarch, patriarch of the family. <laughs> Unless this story has a twist at the end. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, from the 1950s, uh, or when he was 15 up until wow. when he was in his fifties and sixties. Wow. And, uh, the, they're yeah. all very tiny pictures. Yeah, a lot of these are uh, like school photos, right. uh, family Maybe photos, a pocket cam of some sort. This in front of the Forbidden City in oh, wow. Tiananmen Square. Um, there's this. Oh, I like, I like. He's just oh wow, shirtless and posing in a speedo. You know, yeah, in a nice. speedo, like the 1950s. doing the beefcake fifties pose. Yeah, oh, that's amazing. And. So there's there's wedding oh, photos wow. in this here. This is like there's eight, 80s glamour shots. 80s glamour shots. Of him and his wife. Or wife. That no, the, there's some um, wedding photos in here as well. 
there's you know family trips and wow. um, no the way. daughter growing up and the all the way until like the the 80s and then there's a couple loose photos in the back and this one's from the 1990s of the family doing tai chi yeah, oh wow like out the on the sidewalk yeah out of the sidewalk and this one is a negative that <clears throat> is like a oh um it's like an x-ray <laughs> yeah it's, a, guess, it's a negative i uh, guess that's what a negative is <laughs> right. and it uh looks like like a class photo or we went you know uh, and so it's like an official photo. So I want to have that one developed and see yeah. what that looks like, or at least scan it in. I just found some eight millimeter um, film at the at the bins from. I'm gonna have to go get that developed too because I found three rolls of it. So I'll be curious to see. It's from 1976. Nice. Wow, those pictures are really cool. Yeah. So all the pagoda buildings behind them. Yep. Wow. Like never in their wildest imaginings <laughs> could they have ever like thought that their family photo album was going to end up in this room. That's so crazy. <laughs> in Portland, Oregon, uh, in some yeah. podcast <laughs> on the internet. <laughs> on the internet, of the like so many layers of things that they wouldn't be able to understand. A hundred years from now, as you're listening to this <laughs> in in uh, 2119, on the internet archive. On the internet archive, uh, think of that poor family. Um, wow, that is a pretty awesome family. Uh, yeah, so that's that's that kind is of the really neat. So I went to Beijing. I went to uh, a place called Dalian, and if you pull up a map, there's kind of a um, like a big bay where uh, Beijing is off of, and um, there's a peninsula that comes out, and Dalian is at the tip of that peninsula, very near. <coughs> um, the Sea of Japan uh, area. I'm ter- I'm not doing any of this justice. Uh, so take a look at a map and look up Dali in China. That's uh, where I went for a day, and I spent a day with uh, Tyler Chrysler. Tyler is from Portland, Oregon, and he has lived in China now for 11 years. He's 35 years old, and uh, moved there. Uh, f- I'm going to spend two years in China and has stayed. And so he got married and has a daughter, uh, a little son uh, who's now a year and a half old to Jesus. I don't know. <laughs> it's like I met them you're, you're, like, uh, the time in your head is like Tuesday. It, it really <laughs> no is. No matter what day you're hearing <laughs> exactly. this, it's like next Tuesday <laughs> for you. Uh and so uh, Dominic is the boy, and he's super cute. Uh, I guess it's about two and a half. And uh, so I spent the day with them. They were super gracious and, and hosted me for the entire day. And we went to a coffee shop. We uh, went to lunch together, and I did a social media post with him. He is a social media influencer yeah, This in is China. the part that I had questions about. So he... Has he and his wife have both been social media influencers, and what they do is make videos and sell things using those videos. And so, like their own merch, or just like so, what his his wife has done, uh, her name is her, like she just got her English name, it's Gina. Um, and she has had a big audience on this. Uh, one app, I, d- I fail to remember what the app was. It's not super famous in the United States. She had 
uh, some massive following, 250,000 followers or something. And she would sell cosmetics. It was an app primarily for women, uh, young women and, and stuff, uh, buying clothes and cosmetics and, and pharmaceutical kind of things, health and body. And, um, there were some videos posted on that app by <laughs> a few accounts of uh, 12 and 13 year old girls who were pregnant and these men uh, touting how great it is to be pregnant at such a young age and the app got shut down by the government. <laughs> so uh, her audience went from uh, massive to nothing for a month uh, where it was shut down. They retooled the app uh, and uh, brought it back up and the audience is now like 10% of what it was. And so it's been devastating and really sad. It's been decimated. It, 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 um, it, oh, I guess if only 10% is left, right. they didn't destroy it by 10%. Okay. Right. I, yeah. I think that all the time too, your stupid voice in my head. Decimate <laughs> technically means you take 10% of something, not completely annihilate it. <laughs> Maybe it's only 10% left. We'll have to look that up. <laughs> right. Okay. You continue down. your story then. And uh, so Tyler does these comedy videos where, you know, he, he speaks great Mandarin with a Dalian accent and he uh, like the Dalian dialect and does these great uh, comedic videos. And it's really hard. But to, he is fluent in. He's fluent in Mandarin. In now. Mandarin. Now he, he, when he arrived, he did not. Okay. And, <clears throat> He has, he had a Chinese roommate that really helped, uh, like a Chinese roommate who didn't speak English and having that really honed his Chinese. And then uh, he had a tutor for a long time, just refining his accent and, and becoming fluent. And um, Shanghai, <laughs> Shanghai, or however you say now. Shanghai. And <laughs> by the sea. And <laughs> that's what it means. Um, then um, <laughs> something like that <laughs> so he posts these videos and it's really hard to monetize comedy videos uh, and so what he's shifted to is comedic videos about food and now he works with restaurants to promote their restaurant mm -hmm. and so um when I had been there, he had just been doing this new app called uh, Xiao Hongshu, uh, the Little Red Book <laughs> is the name of the app, or in English it's just called Red. <laughs> and uh, so he did this red video that was uh, of a specific dumpling that had sea intestine in it. And sea intestine is a creature is that the picture you sent? Yes. It is the worst. It looks like a, a gooey duck, but if a gooey duck was... Aren't those in shells, though? Gooey ducks are in shells. They, They're like... Like clams. I don't like know what's clams. on the other end. All I ever see is this picture of people yanking them out of the ground, and it's the most phallic and disgusting thing I've ever seen. Right. But these ones kind of look like a... Um, like a... <laughs> like a hairless gerbil type skin or yep. whatever, but just long... Looks like a penis. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. 
like a giant gummy worm, but like made out of flesh. underwater, and yeah. it just squirms along and it's along. gross. And so they have a delicacy there in Dali, and Dali is right on the sea, and so lots of sea things. And so a sea intestine is a creature by itself. It's not an intestine from inside of another animal. And a sea intestine, they take out the guts and then they eat the What's outside. Left? It seems like you're just a tube of guts. <laughs> They're not shaped so like the an outside, animal. Outside's kind of uh, in the spirit of uh, gross tasting squid, if you will, right? <laughs> like the consistency of squid, but worse, right? And like a hairless cat like that type of skin is what it looks like yes. where it's like that weird so at the restaurant we were at they have some of the sea intestine uh sliced up put in with some chinese uh um leeks uh which are kind of like spinach i they to me it tasted like spinach but they're like an onion or a leek yeah and uh so the leeks the uh, sea intestine put into a dumpling and then uh, pan fried, foisted onto <laughs> Foist. gullible consumers. And so <laughs> he and I did a one minute video where he introduces me and do uh, they fry it up? Do I, they? I think they're pan fried, probably. Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay, so it's not ste- cold. Ste- no, no, no. They're <sighs> they're hot, and um, it wasn't terrible as a dumpling. Yeah, not something like, oh, this is better than pork. And it's right. not like that. It's just like, it's tolerable as right. a dumpling. At least I get to eat the dumpling. <laughs> I get to eat the dumpling. It comes with a dumpling. And so he and I did that. And there, uh, he said there were 1.2 million views. And we had all these tens of thousands of uh, comments and, and shares and everything. Wow. And so, uh, and so that was kind of a weird highlight of the of the trip. And we really need to get you a Mark and Todcast t-shirt that you can wear yes. so that when you, all the times you come back and guest on his channel, you can be wearing the Mark and Todcast t-shirt. So occasionally he comes to Portland and said so next time he's in Portland, oh, he'll come sweet. here. But um, in a minute, why don't we cut to the, uh, the conversation with Tyler Chrysler. Uh, so we found a little coffee shop in Dalian and uh, I interviewed him about his experiences and and things in China. So uh, let's cut over to Ty. Cool. So we are here in Dalian. I just arrived about an hour ago from Beijing uh, and I'm here with Tyler Chrysler and um, he, I'll just let you introduce yourself and uh, you've been here how long and kind of where you're from and stuff like that. Sure. Hey guys. So um, my name is Ty, and I've been. I'm from Portland, Oregon, and I came to China 11 years ago when I was 24, 35 now. I was planning to be here for a couple of years, but ended up staying, and ended up about seven years ago met a woman here. <laughs> that's when <laughs> that's when I stayed. I was about ready to go back to Portland or Seattle, and then she and I headed off, and we got married a few years ago, uh, four years ago. We have a two and a half year old son, and she and I both do social media here. And I currently work as a study abroad consultant and do social media stuff as well. However, I am actually just in the middle of registering a business. And um, with that business, what I will be doing is serving overseas companies that want to come into China and in you know all different 
aspects, but bringing brands in and also uh, staffing and bringing product to market. So that's my future and my wife is involved in that as well. She has her own stuff going on, however I think that this will be a, a big opportunity for us because a lot of brands are coming to us and companies coming to us for consulting and they need, you know, Western companies need somebody they can trust and get true information from that will think outside the box, adapt to situations because the markets or these platforms are always changing, which is frustrating for everybody. That you kinda you know, these Western companies really need somebody that they can trust and that's what we're gonna be for them for Yeah. Stuff. That's awesome. So big picture like uh, if you take it. Uh, big picture if <coughs> people in the United States are familiar with the big platforms in America. So Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, those kind of things. Um, almost all of those are completely blocked um, and you, you can access them with uh, a, um, I want to say VLC, but it's VPN. VPN. Yeah. Uh, too many tech uh, acronyms in my head. <laughs> Uh, you can access them with a VPN, but they're not the, the mainstay. They're not where people are doing business, shopping, looking for things, all, all those kind of things are done with uh, a whole series of platforms that most of Americans have never heard of, don't know about. And uh, it's also incredibly difficult to get the sense of scale in China as compared to the United States. I think of Portland, Oregon has 630,000 people, right? And that's like a city block here in Dalian. And I, like, how many, uh, do you know about how many people Seven are in Dalian? Million, Seven million in Dalian. And Dalian is comparably, it's it's kind of a small place in, yeah. in China. Yeah. And uh, big, yeah. it's, it's uh, <laughs> a little coastal village, if you will. Yep. <laughs> and uh, it's beautiful here, uh, flying in, it's, on a peninsula that uh, is surrounded by water, and it's it's uh, it's beautiful and interesting, and the city's great, but um, the massive scale and the complexity and the um, just the lack of familiarity that ninety nine percent of Americans have, like it's it's just an entirely different culture, different technology ecosystem. Uh, a, a different mindset, a different type of buying. Uh, <clears throat> um, we were talking um, a, a few minutes ago about moms in China. How are they, uh, a young mom, she's 23 years old, she's got a, a, a baby. What are her concerns and what is she doing as compared to a mom in the United States maybe. Like uh, mom in the United States wants to get the good healthy products and so they go to Whole Foods and they buy, buy the stuff that they know when they look in the ingredients list, they know that that ingredient is in the product and nothing else is, those kind of things. Uh, what are the concerns of a Chinese young mom and what is she doing to um, deal with those fears or concerns? Sure. So I think that, it, you know, I've been here for the last 11 years. However, I have a sister that has two kids. And talking to her, it seems like Western or American mothers are very relaxed. It's, it's very casual. 
I don't think that they're as as concerned as Chinese mothers are about what is in the formula or the food that they're giving their babies. Yeah, uh, I know that Western mothers care, of course. Of course. Um, but here it's just, you know, they don't trust Chinese brands. There was a milk powder thing that happened back in 2009 when it first came to China. 2008, Big 2009. Melanie. Yeah, melanin. And now I think they're really trying to turn that around. They have a lot of milk powders here that are being represented by celebrities and things are really expensive. Actually, it's, it's funny. Um, so people, these mothers, how they're dealing with that is they're buying imported product or yeah. they're doing, you know, going to their favorite uh, KOL and doing the Daigo thing, like they're buying from a Daigo. Right? Yeah. Um, and a KOL is a key... Um, opinion a, leader. A key yeah. opinion leader. Influencer. Uh, yeah, and so we call them influencers on Instagram. It's somebody that you follow, that you know and trust. And uh, a Daigo is somebody uh, from China that goes into a, like a United States many times, goes to Costco, buys out all of the baby formula, fills up the uh, fills up their suitcases, come comes back to China, puts it on to an online marketplace or or other and sells that product directly and and so it sounds like trust is a major differentiator would you say yeah i think that china's really trying to turn that around but they it's a, it's a difficult um it's a difficult thing to build trust and trust has been hurt in the past yeah but they're really trying to turn around and uh, however, I just I think things are not regulated as as well as they are in, the, in America. Like people wouldn't even think about doing some of the stuff that happens here. It's like cutting cutting costs and I don't know. So yes, that's how they're the mothers here are very concerned, and I think that so many of them are buying product that has been brought in um, from a friend or a family member or their favorite influencer. Or they're buying imported product just at a store, stuff like that. I think that's really happening for kids, especially I would say for babies that are under two. You know that those really yeah. developmental years and with formula stuff like that. So that's the that's a big <coughs> deal. Um, it's interesting, uh, and I think that it's getting better here. It's getting easier to buy different products. You know they're more and more import stores stuff like that but like there are a lot of cool brands in Portland that nobody here knows about you know Guinness is here <laughs> nice. that's good for me but that's not good for a mother <laughs> um, you know there's some really cool organic smaller brands that yeah. could do really well here but they just don't know how to come here yet I think we're going to see a lot of big changes with you know, companies like Hoopla Global yeah. that are able to bring stuff over and show it to the mar- share it to the market. Yeah. Uh, this last year, uh, last two years, especially especially this last year, uh, there's been a lot of uh, political tensions between U.S. and China, um, <clears throat> uh, tariffs and taxes and and crazy. Um, conversation uh you know the conversation the global conversation back and forth politically is tense um 
has that touched you at all? Do you feel, you know, you're you're a very white dude in Dalian, which isn't a total mainstream. I'm a very white dude in Portland, Oregon, actually. You, you I'm pretty are, pasty. You are pretty pasty. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you are pretty pasty. Uh, but, uh, and so your experience here, is it, um, is it exceptional? Is it, it just, have you experienced any... Um, sentiment about that or conversations about that or oh yeah uh, what, what's what's uh, what's going on so that it's been huge since this uh, trade war. when Trump first became president I think it was it was going well with China it was starting to build a relationship he met with Jack Ma and then with President Xi and it, things were it seemed like it was going well good communication um, talking a lot about doing business and then all of a sudden this trade war thing <laughs> happened and it's been it's been really bad for it's been bad for that relationship and I personally don't know why that is going on um, I think a lot of Americans are not clear as to why that pot's being stirred so much like I think there's a better way to do it the way that uh, our president is dealing with this situation is not the I don't think it's a mature way of going about solving the problems that that's, exist that's an understatement yeah, I'm trying to be respectful of our president <laughs> and I what I, I think we all want a healthy relationship and I don't think that's the way you do it also I don't think that uh, I mean you're hurting trust you're everywhere in the world people care about face they talk about it a lot in China. They have that word face, you know, letting somebody say face. And we talk about that in the West a little bit, but here in China, they think, oh, it's a big deal. Yeah. However, it's a big deal everywhere. Like, yeah. saving face, allowing... Well, what he's doing is, is, is very disrespectful to Chinese people. I mean, people are looking at it and just... They're talking to me all the time about it because I'm American. So whenever I meet, you know, a taxi driver... Or friends, you know, we're always talking about it, and it has affected Americans here, one hundred percent. They're apparently they're starting to be more strict with Americans that are working here, visas, stuff right. like that. It's it's actually going down to the to to people like us, which is really strange. But you know, it's kind of like that. They're trying to find ways to be like, yeah, if you're going to mess with us, we're going to mess with you. And, and I don't blame them for that. I don't blame right. them for having that um, frustration. We've had, actually, in Dalian, we have had some restaurants put out signs, like big banners that they had made online. And it says, if you're American, you're going to be, there's a surcharge of 25%. Wow. And it's kind of a joke. I mean, they're not going to really do that, but it's a statement. You yeah. Know? yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't... And one of them's my friend. He has a bar, and he did that. I actually... That doesn't frustrate me at all. I was like, yeah, you know. Right. Because... I, I get it. They're being hit, too. It's It's been frustrating, and I don't understand. You want to build... We want to see a healthy relationship. You want... Like, bigger picture here. We want to all make money together. Right. <laughs> Work together. Play well. <laughs> Share and if you're gonna, if there are problems, that's great. However, the solution is not. Yeah, oh, let's deal with those problems. Yeah, not just not tell somebody you're my bitch. You're gonna do what I <laughs> say. That that's nobody plays with that. It's exactly. Like, no. So, 
And then that gives a whole, a really poor image to America, to the rest of the world as well, not only China. It's just kind of like, wow. You know, if they're going to do it to China, then what can I expect? Like, you're not going to get a 50-50 deal. It's like, you take what you get kind of thing. Right. Uh, That's weird. I flew in on Air Canada <laughs> through uh, Vancouver, BC, and I, I almost picked up a Canadian hat just yeah. so, but I know that there's been tensions with, with Canada and China oh, recently, yeah. Big so, time. so maybe uh, that, that wasn't going to be my saving grace. But um, do you think, you know, um, if in 2020 is new election in the United States? Um, is there hope for recovery of this? Is it is it focused on Trump or is it focused like uh, uh, America sucks? I think it's, 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 it's focused on Trump. Yeah. That's easy because yeah. they don't see the news, American news. They're not seeing all the politics going on, right. all the crap that's going on. Um, right. So I think it's it's easy to pin it on one person. Although we all know it's not one person. Right. He's the face. Um, although he's a big, you know, he's got a big mouth and a, and a big Twitter big account. Yeah. Um, I think that it needs to, the, as long as that person changes, then there's a chance. And just rebuilding, trying to rebuild a relationship. Uh, seeing what's going on there makes me want to be president of the United States or, or some sort of ambassador in China. Like, I mean, <laughs> they need to take this market very seriously yeah. and this relationship very seriously because... This is what, I mean, if you do it right here, it can help American people. It can yeah. help our economy so much. It's such a, 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 an amazing country in so many ways. And it's a huge market that you're going to give up if you're going to treat it like that. It, yeah. Which, which sucks. <laughs> which totally sucks. And the, yeah, going back to scale, and um, you had an experience just this last week where you started uh, Shohangshu, uh, I don't know if I'm saying that right, yep, uh, Shu, yeah. uh, account, which is... Um, they call it RED in English. RED, and it is... Uh, what is RED, and what was your experience this last week? Okay, so I've been hearing about this platform for a year. I've been hearing it from other uh, influencers and also marketing companies, and they've been talking big about it. It really came out of nowhere. I want to say it was a year ago that I really started hearing about it. And it is known, I don't know, I don't know a ton about it, but I know that it's mostly female users, probably between the ages of 20 and 40, or okay. 20 and 50. Okay. Um, heavily, you know, female market, and it it's a high quality platform. So on platforms like Douyin, or in English they call it TikTok, or Snapchat kind of things. Yeah. You know, you get, you get a, there's everybody on that. It's just such a mix of, you know, there are 10 year olds and 70 year olds on these platforms, yeah. and people in the countryside, and people in downtown Shanghai. You know, it's, it's just a mix. Xiaohongshu is, is only in first tier cities, second tier. It's not going to be used in third, fourth tier cities, so you're not going to get any of the countryside market. Yeah, you're going to get a a very valuable consumer base, and it's going to be a lot of mothers or a lot of women that have kids that are 
in elementary school or middle school or high school and they're using it to look at different fashion influencers, food influencers, a lot of, a ton of product placement. They have a lot of celebrities on there that are uh, promoting makeup and clothing and different different stuff. I'm trying to crack into the, to this with food. So I've started a new channel on TikTok a um, month ago and I have 209,000 fans. It's been really, it's been great. Yeah. It, it picked up real fast and I've been making some awesome videos. One, which I'm gonna make with Mark later today, and <laughs> they're fun and they're all under a minute long. Usually they're about 50 to 55 seconds long. And I've uploaded one video a day for the last five days onto this Xiaohongshu Red platform, and I got, I just reached 10,000 fans last night. In five, five days. And so yeah. it's, it's crazy the scale and the velocity that things can happen here. And the, you know, we're, we're talking about platforms, we're talking about mobile apps, and, and again, the cultural dif difference between the United States and China, the average consumer is spending you know, six-ish hours a day in front of their phone. Now, there's so many commuters, they're, they're on the metro, they're watching uh, their screens on their phones, and so they're flipping through different uh, media and they're, they're consuming uh, media. So think of uh, Pinterest uh, meets Snapchat meets, uh, you know, Instagram, and you have this platform for people like yourself to upload content to and gets immediate, vast, crazy exposure to a massive audience. Uh, and so in five days, you scale to uh, uh, 10 grand, and I'm sure that that will um, escalate as more people find it. You get more sharing, and, and that accelerates past I hope that. so. And, uh, and it's so tough, though. I, I have a friend of mine. Sorry to interrupt <clears throat> you. I want to talk about that real quick. A friend of mine here, she's a beautiful woman. She's a young mother. Her daughter is four years old. She and I have done a couple videos together recently. I'll show you later. She's a, an influencer. She's got 300,000 fans on Douyin. <clears throat> And she does, she goes to different restaurants or places and introduces the place. And she gets paid, you know, 500 bucks to go do a little advertisement like that and makes it fun. And she has had success on Douyin, you know, TikTok. But she told me yesterday, I bumped into her and she said that she cannot get Xiaohongshu Red going. She, she's trying and she can't get picked up. It's... You know, a lot of this stuff is luck, but you have to, she's got great content, so I'm not sure what's going on with that. It helps that I'm white, and I speak Chinese, and I speak local dialect. Mm -hmm. Also, these videos are strictly on food. That's an easy push. I mean, a lot of people like watching people eat food or introduce food. Yeah. I'm also talking a lot about Chinese culture, you know, food culture. So my content is easy. This content is really easy to gain a fan base. What's even easier than that is my other, my big Douyin account, which has just over a million fans and just reached that a couple weeks ago. Congratulations. Thank you. And that is all comedy. It's all yeah. like little comedy skits. That is the easiest way to gain a fan base. However, with that, it doesn't make it easy to monetize. Right. It's like, how do you monetize comedy? Well, it can happen. Sure. Um, but 
when you do stuff like food or you know fashion and product product placement is super easy super easy yeah so that's why I'm doing food and it's really it's been awesome so with regards to how to get going on this thing well first let me give you another example this restaurant we're sitting in right now it's called unicorn they do um, it's Western food they have shakes right now we're drinking an avocado lemon ginger ginger shake smoothie they have coffee they have they sell alcohol downstairs you can buy it here too but I was talking to the, I bumped into the boss uh, yesterday at the airport and I was telling her that she needs to open a Shu and just start creating content about the culture of this yep. look at in this restaurant there are uh, I know you guys can't see it. But <laughs> let me explain it to you. Well, so there's, you know, it's it's very quiet. It's open. It's very warm. The lighting is really nice. There are nice light fixtures, lighting fixtures. There are toys. The food has the food is really cool. There are some very unique. There's like a squid ink noodle dish. There's some really cool pastas. And she can make content with photos and or video mm-hmm. on Xiaohongshu and introduce this place even show people how to make the you know coffee art Absolutely. Uh, stuff like that it's only 11 a.m. on a Monday morning we're the only place people in this shop right now yeah this place should be popping they um, they just opened <clears throat> okay. Uh, okay they have another restaurant about a 20-minute drive from here, and they're full every day they've Got had it for it. three Got years this place is super charming, really cool, great yeah. food, friendly people at the door, and uh, yeah. And so, your uh, recommendation for them is, you know, bring it online and, and yeah. get get that. Share so, your story. Share Tell your them story. those stories. Just like Hoopla wants to do. Can we talk yeah. about Hoopla here? Sure. So, just like what Hoopla Global wants to do with products from Oregon, it's like bring them over, great. So you okay. give them opportunity, but then also within that, once you get on the within China then we need to find a way to tell your story to the market that introduce it and share it so that people can you know gain a relationship build a relationship with your brand and and start buying it yeah so Hoopla for those that aren't familiar Hoopla Global is a company in the United States based in Portland that I work at and we sell natural foods into China so we uh, take brands uh, like uh, peanut butter and and uh, beverages and and things like that, bring them over into China and um, and are exposing that to uh, people over here and um, and selling those products. And so we have a, a really interesting um, relationship, a a collaboration with uh, Tai here, and and as we are looking to introduce those products into markets like Kandalian and, and such. Um, it's it's a fascinating, uh, really interesting um, climate and political system and, um, and market that is going on right now. Um, so Ty, as, as you've been here 12 years, what's uh, one or two of the most surprising things that you've experienced uh, that like an American would never um, fathom or or guess or believe that such a thing happens whether you know 
a, a type of interaction with humans or a normal thing, something that's normal here that is would be crazy to us. With regards to anything. Anything. Uh, You've been here 12 years and... and yeah, 11 and years. It's uh, 11 years. You know, China's very different. Uh, <laughs> I'll tell you a funny story. That's the one we're So I'll give you some content. <laughs> I'm a content creator. I'm, this one is real. Uh, one time, my first year in China, my father and his wife came to visit and I took them to this place in Beijing that I'd been to before. It's it's in Beijing, which is huge. However, it's this small little hole-in-the-wall restaurant that sells like Chinese dumplings and, and steamed buns, stuff like that. And a lot of low-income you know households would go there to grab a quick you know three dollar meal yeah. or whatever. And they had great food though. It was, it was awesome. Toe hole in the wall. And I took them there one evening and I introduced them to a Chinese alcohol called Bai Jiu. Mm-hmm. Bai means white, Jiu means alcohol. So it's white alcohol. It looks like vodka. And it's usually 52 to 56% alcohol. It's, I'm not a huge fan of it. Most people are not. It's really to. <laughs> for the it's, feeling, it, yeah. Have you had it before? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. and it, and it's half gasoline yeah. and half paint thinner, and yeah, um, yeah. It it will knock you on your ass if you uh, uh, consume too much of it. Uh, and I hear that at some social gatherings, uh, a wedding or such, you know, they'll have a little cup of it that um, the. Uh, guests will consume tons as everybody's going around and thanking everybody for attending. Uh, everybody just gets liquored up and, and uh, sorry to interrupt. No, you're fine. <laughs> exactly. I mean, they're, they're big drinkers in China. Oh, yeah. Uh, alcohol's a big deal. Um, it's kind of like you can not smoke in China, but you can't not drink alcohol. Oh, interesting. It's really weird. If you're going to do business and you don't drink, that's kind of a faux pas. Yeah, faux pas. Huh. For sure. Okay, so I took my father and his wife to this spot, and we started drinking and introduced them to this alcohol, and we were kind of getting tipsy, and there's this table behind us, and they're really nice people, but they, um, no but, they're really nice people, they came from you know, a countryside place, they're probably doing some work there, you know, laborers, like they're working on some construction or something like that. And they were really friendly. And I was using my very limited Chinese at the time. I had been in China, I think I was, I'd been here for 10 months or seven months, something like that. And they, one of them had a century egg. Have you had a century egg? I haven't had a good one. Um, they they have them many times at the um, hotel breakfast. Sure, uh, it's in the porridge yeah. and stuff yeah, like exactly. that. Yeah, um, Describe what it is. So I actually don't know how it's made, but <laughs> it looks like something that you shouldn't eat, and it's like gelatinous and black. Uh, I've got a video I can show you, but they look crazy. They look like kind of blue, yeah, and dark. It's really weird, but. They had a whole one, so with this huge, it was like a goose century egg. It was, a, it was a very big 
It was the biggest damn egg I've ever seen. And this guy had peeled it, and he wanted me to eat it. And I was like, no. <laughs> and I was drunk. And he's like, come on. And I was like, okay. And I gave him face. I showed him face, and I took a huge bite. And to this day, my dad tells this story to people. It's so funny. And he just loves how I showed that guy face and, and took a bite of this thing that looked disgusting. And it's just a cute story that's not over, actually. So they love that. We were just partying and communicating through yeah. alcohol and very limited Chinese. Let's take this selfie. Yeah. Nice. And... Uh, then, this the best part was when we're all leaving, and we stand up, and we're giving everybody hugs. They got four people at the table, and we're hugging everybody goodbye. And the guy that gave me that century egg, he he had like half of his teeth missing. He's probably forty something. Looked like he had lived a hard life. And, he, I don't know what was going on. I think he was trying to, I think that um, my dad's wife was trying to kiss him on the cheek or something like that, or he was trying to kiss her on the cheek. He ended up kissing her mouth. It was kind of like an open mouth, weird, like awkward. <laughs> and it is awesome. It was just a perfect ending. <laughs> To a great night. That's my fun. That's my nice. franchise story. Yeah, nice. I've got a couple others like that oh, I shouldn't tell them. Oh, right. So we've had some fun times. China's, China's, really exciting. That's what I kind of say about, you know, like America to me now seems very quiet, relaxed, clean, uh, very structured. You kind of know what you're in for. Yeah. And America is awesome. And America is very diverse as well. You know, every city is different. Every state, and there's so many things I love about America. However, I think that China, being in China, is a blast. Like, it's kind of, you can, you can have a lot of fun here. Um, I've had a great time. I have found everybody that I encounter to be incredibly kind and helpful. Uh, I just had an experience yesterday where I was taking kind of a rural bus out to a village to go up to the Great Wall. And the, uh, the bus had this, basically a conductor. You had the bus driver yeah. and you had this second guy that was kind of in charge of the bus and he's yelling out the next stops <laughs> and everything. He didn't speak a lick of English or anything, but he started looking out for me and uh, making sure he came and looked at my phone and made sure that I was getting off at the right stop and that I wasn't there yet. Uh, and then he came up to me at one point and he looked at me and said, no. Right? And then five seconds later, this Chinese guy speaking English came onto the bus trying to get me to come off to uh, take a special uh, cab up to the place that we were going. And wow. it's a regular scam that they run on, on English speakers. And, um, and, and, and this guy was just super kind and looked out for me and, and made sure that I wasn't going to fall prey to something else. And, and over and over That's again, cool. just people are super, super nice. Uh, we are able to uh, bridge the language gap using technology mostly, but uh, uh, alcohol and a good smile goes a long way. Sure. And, uh, and so I've had 
phenomenal experiences in just the few weeks that I've spent here. That doesn't surprise me. You know, Mark, you, we just met, but what you just said really hit the nail on the head. It's like a smile, a friendly attitude. It will buy you so much here. Like you, if you're a, a jackass with a with a short temper, Ugh. it's it's just gonna really hurt you because of the culture differences, the language barrier. If you come here, that's what I tell people whenever I. I used to introduce people, and this is my new business, I'll be able to do this, is bringing foreigners over for work, and I've done this before, but every time somebody new comes over, I'm just like, be patient, Mm -hmm. smile, Mm -hmm. be thankful, buy somebody a cup of coffee that helps you. I think Americans, I think a lot of, this is something weird too, is a lot of Westerners, especially America, it's like, this is mine. Right. This is yours. Right. Like sharing stopped after kindergarten. It's like, <laughs> like everything is, you know, um, uh, you know, maybe we do this. It depends on the family. It depends on the people. But you see that a lot, especially with younger Americans that come over. They're so stingy. They, they'll, for example, I see it all the time. Americans that are in their 20s or even 30s, there will be three or four of them. They'll take a taxi that costs three dollars <laughs> which also is not a lot in China right. with their salaries and everything and they'll share the cab yeah. it's like somebody just pick it up yeah. and then the next the next time somebody else pick it up yep. it's, it's just weird like that <laughs> and a lot of people coming over here are really coming over to save a lot of money and then save money and then pay off you know student debt and then go back in a few years but they're missing out because they're not gonna if you don't part of the investment in relationships is sometimes financial in a way like just like you would gift your family or a friend a gift you know it's like right. you're, you're investing in that relationship and yep. a, a little bit goes a, a long way here that's, in, indeed that's a that's a great lesson for here and I think anywhere <laughs> it's, it's a good life lesson yeah. in general sure. Uh, sweet. Well, thank you for uh, spending time with us today. Oh, and um, uh, we look forward to hearing more stories. And, uh, keep and in touch. Maybe keep we can do touch. this again. We I can do it. it. We can do it uh, online. They have apps that can, can do that. That'd be fantastic. Cool. Well, thanks, Ty. Thank you. Tyler, one thing that we didn't chat about, you have an acting gig. Oh, this is just a, yeah, just for... What is that? What, it's a, what kind of stuff? It's a... <laughs> I'm playing an American spy. <laughs> what? Yeah. And it's just for fun. Like it's, on a just web series or... TV show. It's a TV? TV show. Actually, there's a huge actress. She's an A-list actress. I think I have one scene with her. Her name is Young Me. She's a big deal. And I think I get I get one scene with her. Nice. Yeah. Okay. So Have you been doing this for a little while? Or? No, no, no. This is just new, and I'm not looking to develop this into any sort of career at all. It's just they needed somebody, and I'm just helping out. It's huh. just for fun, really. Find you on the Young and the Restless, or <laughs> I'm white. I'm American. <laughs> uh, I fit the mold. Like, yes. check her out actually she's a big deal she's what's her name young me she's young like me. 
She's like on that fan name being Angela Baby and she's an A-list celebrity. Nice. So it's, I'm like a little bit nervous. <laughs> I don't know, what do I do? Hey, in the scene that I have, I have one scene with her, right? Yes. What do I do in that scene? Do I get thrown to the ground? Yeah, she is caught. You or she pushes me to the ground? No, no. Oh, she catches me though. Yeah, but you guys all in a car. The last car. That's awesome. At one point, I, I did a scene, I did a day already, and I had, I was like strangled, and I was first. Uh, <laughs> took me down to the knee, and then brought me back up and slammed me in as well. And then there's another scene where I get, apparently I have to be thrown down to the ground on the street, like my face in the ground. <laughs> That's awesome. All right, so to decimate, uh, historically, the, the actual meaning of it is kill one in every 10 of a group as a punishment for the whole group. Oh. Um, but now it mostly means kill, destroy, or remove a large percentage or part of. So it's colloquially now it's Ugh. known as kind of annihilate, but yeah, one in every 10. So it's interesting, like one in 10 would be... Like, think of your like group of ten friends, and like a murderer comes in and kills one of them just to teach the rest of you a lesson. <laughs> like that's that's decimating. Yeah. And I see that. Oh, you haven't just removed ten percent. It's you've caused unfathomable damage uh, right. to the nine. Right. By destroying the tenth. Right. Oh wow. Interesting. Okay. Wow. Um. What else was I going to say? Oh, I got to... Um, level nine? I got to level nine. I don't know what that means. <laughs> I don't know. Um, do you think... And I won't take too long here. Do you think the word sissy is pejorative? Ooh. I mean, I know it's pejorative, I guess, but is it... <laughs> yes. Yeah, yes, it's pejorative. <laughs> is... Uh, but you know what I mean? Is it... Right. Does it offend a specific, a specific thing? Group. Or is it right. like, we wow. can still use that? I know that like if mm. you would... We can't use anything anymore. <laughs> I don't think we can. But I, I thought that because, because oddly enough, <laughs> Miss Spacek will I be <laughs> be pissed. <laughs> My heritage is not your costume, or whatever that phrase is. <laughs> because I was oddly enough. Uh, um, while you were in China, I went back to, to Sunnyside where my parents live and uh, my niece got married. And um, I think my, bro my brother officiated <laughs> to, a to a sissy. I'll call him out right now, Peter. Sissy. No, Peter is wonderful. He's a great guy. And he actually, before, uh, before the, the wedding, we were kind of all hanging out. I had to do all of the sound on an iPad using Spotify because they're like, well, you're technologically. And I'm like, I use an iPod <laughs> shuffle. <laughs> so I was super nervous and I only messed up a tiny bit, but the rest of it was all fine. Nice. Um, but yeah, I felt uh, all futuristic having to do that. Um, oh crap. Now I lost my train. Oh, sissy. sissy. Um, but I think my brother who was uh, the pastor in the church, I think during his Sunday sermon, he said something about something being a sissy. And I was like, Hmm. I don't think that is offensive to any specific. I was like, good for him. He found he found the loophole. 
yeah, I would have to think about that. Like, yeah, I, yeah, not not something. I guess I would in the context and in, how you're using it, obviously, right. is is probably offensive. But I just thought because he wasn't using it towards the type of person that I think would usually be targeted as right. a sissy. Yeah, I would, but it was just like some normal guy exhibiting kind of sissy behavior. Hmm. What is sissy behavior? Right. What that, is sissy that's, behavior? That's really interesting. <laughs> and uh, I I don't know if I've used the word sissy in a, in a long time. I don't think I'm going to start. Yeah. I don't. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> that's going to be the, the what Mark and Don gets. The whole point is, is to bring the word sissy back. <laughs> um, I'm bringing sissy back. Anyway. Oh, t- two quick things before... Um, before we wrap this up, uh, there's a great documentary series on Netflix called Loser right now. And I'm not a sports fan at all. I've really enjoyed some of the 30 for 30, which are some ESPN documentaries that are about a half hour long. Um, but there's a series called Loser, and it's um, like an eight-part series. Each one profiles a specific athlete or someone that failed like the big thing that their whole life lead up was like oh, okay. at the Olympics or like this oh, one other right, thing right, right, and, right. and they and but they're all super interesting and show how like that was the turning point for like you know bigger and better things or whatever but it's just a really fascinating and they're all like 30 minutes long so very digestible that's Tanya good. Harding <laughs> Tanya Harding no she's a little too they did have another um another skater I think from the late 90s that did uh, uh, when she was in Olympics she was in the Tanya one Oksana Man- Bayul Nancy Kerrigan one and she came in like uh third or fourth I think but she's this um, black athlete from France and so it went into the background of how like historically they didn't accept black people like in the you know in that sport and like all of that and like racism and the judges and just like this really fascinating story uh, about her so she was one of the Hmm. subjects too but um, there's also I was driving up here um, from work in West Lynn so I went through Lake Oswego and I noticed that their historic trolley uh, is back and running and that goes from downtown Lake Oswego all the way up to the south waterfront um, and you go through I think they have to use the line a certain amount of times a year in order to to retain um, the rights to use that track or whatever but you take like the old-fashioned Mr. Rogers oh, trolley nice. and it follows kind of highway 43 there but mm-hmm. it goes in and like right next to like all of these like NBA players houses like those huge huge houses that overlook the Willamette River right and so I would love to take I'm hoping to take it again this summer yeah. but if yeah if any you out there uh, has a chance to do that um, it's really really great so check that out and did you check out the laser light show at Lake Oswego <laughs> I didn't that's what how did, where did you see reddit reddit because reddit. I was in I was getting gas in uh, in Lake Oswego and I saw the like the Lake Oswegan or whatever their local newspaper <laughs> was and I was I had this moment this super weird moment where I'm reading a newspaper which is an old-timey thing you know a, a, a small town newspaper and the headline was City favors drones over lasers. <laughs> it was like the cognitive dissonance of like reading that and like on a little newsstand in a tiny little town about lasers and drones was Were so you in crazy. Back to the future somehow. That's what it felt like. I was buying a sports almanac <laughs> and some old guy was following me around. Pod. Um, um, but before we uh, get going. A couple special thanks. One of them to Sonic Sketches for supporting the show. Sonic Sketches is a way to display your favorite song in a beautiful 
in a beautiful piece of art, they give you this wonderful framed waveform. If you don't know what a waveform is, it kind of looks like the like the heartbeat monitor, but with um, <laughs> with an erratic heartbeat. With <laughs> like if you're having a super heart attack for like for three or four minutes at a time. Me on top of the Great Wall. <laughs> if you had an EKG, you getting your Disney rash or whatever, <laughs> which you didn't get this time from walking so I much. I did not. I I uh, I didn't press my luck as as much as last time nice so you can get any song that you want including this <laughs> wonderful chinese pro- <laughs> boy i bet you that would be way more enjoyable as a wave <laughs> waveform than it actually is being played oh uh so you can get a set of three that are 12 by 12 panels or you can get a single 8 by 24 one and they come with your song or if you have a um a specific thing you want said or if you have a voice track of it's so distracting. <laughs> it's like wolves howling in the distance. Um, so oh. check them out. They're at sonicsketches.com. They're really neat and a really uh, they make a really great gift for someone. You can get free shipping anywhere in the United States if you use the code MarkTodd. But um, go to their website and take a look at the pictures because they're really, really super neat. Um, other than that, we don't have anything else. I'm assuming I'll put this at the end of the show. Um, check out Fun Employment Radio. I was telling you before we started, right now, as we record this on Saturday afternoon, they are on a seven-hour Portland Spirit uh, Sasquatch lovers, Sasquatch hunt. I, I, I guess Sasquatch Gross. lovers. <laughs> I apologize for that. <laughs> but uh, enthusiasts. There we go. Uh, cryptozoology. Fans. Fans, yes. So they're on some seven hour tour and they were showing pictures all day they had like a big foot foot casting that someone brought and so i'll be very excited to hear they're on every day of the week uh, so check them out and you can become a fun employment uh radio supporters club member to listen to all their shows live so do check that out so todd what travels all around the world uh but still just stays in the corner <sighs> i don't know a postage stamp <laughs> I forgot to listen to the setup of that one because I was too busy looking for my laugh. What was the setup for that one? <laughs> what, what travels all around the world and still just stays in the corner? Okay. A postage stamp. A postage stamp. <laughs> Thinking that, uh, speaking of things that are only a little funny, Mad Magazine just announced that they are going to cease publication, which is super sad. Mad Magazine was a huge, huge staple of my entire childhood growing up that and Saturday Night Live and Mayor Pete Buttigieg just learned about them it's oh that's right because <laughs> Trump called him Alfred E. Newman so yeah I did I, at the bins I found oh. a wrapped copy of, of Mad from like 1996 that came with a um, with a CD-ROM which I think might only work on America Online, so right. I have to I have to break out some. <laughs> you get ten free hours of AOL. <laughs> I do. They do. they're like with the AOL software. Um, so yeah, sad that. I mean, I I get it why that's not a thing anymore, but it, it's just such a such a staple. And those artists like Mort Drucker and and Sergio Aragonés who did all the little marginal comics in there are yeah. just just geniuses and really shaped a lot of young comic mind like anyone that's a grown-up in comedy yeah uh that's like our age is like yep that's, that's that was weird. what was formative national lampoon mad magazine and and saturday night live so anyway uh that is all i don't know what to play on the way out i guess we can play our record a little bit more so thank you for listening uh find all our other shows at <laughs> markandodcast.com we will see you later <laughs> thank you
crazy that some people find that enjoyable. I heard like little old men singing songs like that. Wow. 